This is GamesAtWork.biz, your weekly podcast about gaming, technology, and play. Your hosts are Michael Martin, Andy Piper, and Michael Rowe. The thoughts and opinions on this podcast are those of the hosts and guests alone and are not the opinions of any organization which they have been, are, or may be affiliated with. This is episode 453, Vision Pro, a Pro Pro. Hello and welcome back to gamesatwork.biz, your weekly technology podcast. My name is Andy Piper and with me as most weeks, and not every week, are my friends uh, Mr. Michael Rowe and Mr. Michael Martin. Mr. Michael Rowe, how's that Vision Pro working out for you? It's protastic. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get to that uh, in, in a few minutes. Uh, Glad to have us all three back on the show together and ready for another exciting week. I, w- I should just point, just jump in and say thank you very much for recording your before and after opinions last week. I found that very interesting and enlightening myself. So appreciate you putting on a solo uh, effort, but actually uh, making it all about the Pro, uh, Vision Pro. That was great. Thank you. I, I've gotten a lot of good feedback from various listeners uh, over the week, so I'm glad it worked out well. Michael, how the heck are you? Well, I, I, I'm doing great, and I'm eager to hear a whole lot more, too. I was one of those listeners, uh, which I am on occasion, too. And mm. there's now been, what, a whole week since, or almost a whole week since well, you've done your unboxing, unveiling, and uh, donning of the Vision Pro. So uh, would you qualify now as a pro with the Vision Pro? Uh, I, I'd say I'm... St- uh, not quite an amateur anymore, but definitely not a pro yet. There's so much more to learn. One thing that came up in in your recording um, after you, uh, in, in, when you did your after section, was you were talking about planning to do the edit in thigh, using ferrite inside the yeah. headset. And of course, Michael and I, by the time I heard you say uh, talking about that, I already knew because Michael and I were in a in a in a chat with you uh, that yes. you discovered that. Uh, at least as as of last weekend, uh, ferrite wasn't available on the. I couldn't do it on the headset. So uh, yeah, you to the regular way of editing. Did you open a bl- a blog post with them that uh, you know to fix no, this? No, I mean it's their choice, right? Yeah. By default, it was going to be available. So as developers, they had the choice to say no, don't allow it. Mm. So I respect that. You know, I hope they do soon, but right now it's not there. And you know, I it, it in all honesty. Um, my app is so simple that it wasn't a big risk to release it, and I actually rewrote it for the Pro without having one. So that was one of the reasons I wanted, so I could test the app. And, and um, there are things I now know I want to change. I haven't had time to think about them yet, but there are things I now know I want to change. I'm trying to remember uh, which, which uh, I think oh, it was NetNewsWire, I think was, um, I was trying to remember which app uh, they, pl- they did a blog post about or a, a, a social post explaining why they had chosen not to make it available. Um, and it was because well, they, they weren't going to have the headset. Uh, and therefore, yep. even though you can arguably test it all in the in the simulator, uh, they, they the didn't same. feel that was acceptable for their, you know, as, a, as, a, as an experience for supporting their users. So, um, yeah. I, and it's not the same. Right. Um, so I can, I, I can totally recognize why some developers I, I, I imagine lots of developers did want to get out get an app out like yourself to to 
uh, have that 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 launch day boost, and also of, of you know in terms of your your mood, if anything, you know, being that being on that in that first day and having that lovely little uh, message from Apple that you had that you talked about, but also, um, yeah, I can I can totally see why why people um, wouldn't wouldn't do it. So yeah. So 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 before the show started, we we. I tried to give a demo to you guys and, you know, different levels of operating systems and everything couldn't do everything that I wanted to do. However, uh, I figured I'd spend five minutes, hopefully keep me to five to kind of give you an update of what the last week has been like, because Mm -hmm. I have spent hours a day using the headset. Like how many? Multiple hours every day. Some days, four, five or more hours. Continuous? Continuous. Wow. Okay. Uh, Plugged in, right? And, at some and, stage, if not. Oh yeah, plugged yeah. in. I mean, I'm not walking around. I'm sitting at my desk. Why mm. would I not plug no, in? Not driving. Yeah. <laughs> uh, You're not driving and, your and your so, Tesla. No. Yeah, and it, okay, I'm gonna d- digress because of that. I I I really hate to be the guy who says, you know, it wasn't as big a deal as people made it out to be because it's full pass through, right? Now. The fact that they're doing driving their stupid cars with their stupid headset on on the road with their hands not on the wheel that's the issue but the fact that they were using the headset with full pass through it's no different than wearing any type of overlay glasses if you're wearing the ray-bans right or or anything else uh or the people that i see driving down the road with their phone in their hand doing stuff right you're distracted driving period but the Vision Pro aspect was purely clicks. So no no latency then with the pass-through? There is effectively no latency. Hmm. It's I think they say it's like eight milliseconds. I, yeah, I think I read that, but I wanted to know if that was real or, you know. It is. It's it's phenomenal. Hmm. It's it's um I was worried that, you know, if I move my head too fast when I was doing pass-through that I would have any type of motion issue. None whatsoever. Wow. Right? There is there is effectively no noticeable latency. Hmm. Uh, I can pick up my glass and drink water with the headset on. No drinking problems uh, then. No drinking problems. So yes, I know airplane. <laughs> I went there when I first did it. The only problem is the glass does hit the glass, yeah, right? I have the same problem. With, you've got this. <laughs> I, I just quickly interject. I, I've been using my Quest 2 quite a bit today. Uh, and I had the same problem with a cup of coffee that, uh, you know, it is a chunkier front front um, and it does kind of, you can drink from it, but you kind of have to lean your head right back yeah. and you end up the cup touching the bottom. It's really kind of irritating. But but real quick, so, so four or more hours a day testing it out uh, with my goal of can I be productive yes. during this, yes. right? Using it. And the short answer is yes. I mean, it's that simple. Uh, most of the time when I say fully productive, I am doing the um, Mac display. So turn off all, disable the monitor, come up as a 4K monitor in, in the Vision Pro UI. Uh, I'm running messages or my personal email uh, in a separate window, mm-hmm. right? Uh, in a Vision Pro app. I'm listening to a podcast or doing music. And what I find that, that makes it productive for me is... Um, I can turn on the virtual environment and block out distractions. And oh, so, so a little, a little bit like Safari, 
or your pie hole experiences where you're kind of in reader mode, if you will. Yeah, it's 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 get rid of the distractions mm. of around me. So when I'm working at home, mm-hmm. I'm either upstairs in my office, and the way I face allows me to look out to the street. Right. Right. Uh, and if I'm in my downstairs, I sit on my deck, which is an enclosed deck, and I look out into the woods. But birds will fly by, or neighbors will start mowing their lawn, or you know, other things can be distracting. So I can set the 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 environment and close it down appropriately. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if if my wife comes in, she will appear and break through that environment, so I'm not isolated, which is nice. Uh, I was really, really, really surprised on the quality of the sound of the headset. So I'm not wearing my AirPods as much, um, and it's an, it's in fully immersive sound, but without the stuff in my ears or over my ears. So it's actually less of a um, distraction. Is not the right term. Uh, I I find if I wear my air. Pod maxes for long periods of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a almost an audio stress that occurs, right? Uh, the, the true completely silence that they can provide with the cans over the ears. Yes, uh, I have really bad tinnitus, right? And that will kick in unless I'm playing music. Well, then if I'm playing music, I'm playing it the whole time, and and that can be also distracting. But with the open ears of the headset, mm-hmm. uh, I can have the music when I need it. I don't have the closed-in kind of claustrophobic audio sound going on, uh, and it allows me to focus better. So that was a surprise. I, I, I did figure out, and and uh, in our personal chat, I, I think I put a link in there, uh, how to deploy my code in real time. So writing code in Xcode on the Mac and deploy it to the headset. That was something I did not figure out over the weekend before I did the show. So that's working, and I don't have to buy the three hundred dollar dongle. <laughs> so, so, so I realize we're over five already. But the thing I'm really curious to hear about is when you say you're productive. What what productive things are you doing for four hours a day? Is work day job. I I had it render my work computer in. Wow. So so so, so I did mm-hmm. WebEx meetings. I did. Slack. I did code. I did you know everything I normally do. So you showed up. A much more you showed up with the the visual image via WebEx that the Vision Pro creates on your behalf. Yes, mm. I use the WebEx app on the Vision Pro. Awesome. And and how did your counterparts react to that? Most people have like a chart that they're sharing on the screen, mm-hmm. and they don't pay attention to the videos. And most people don't have their videos on. So uh, I had a couple people go, "Hey." Are you using a Vision Pro? And the reaction was, it was good enough. Hmm. Yeah, because you're in a little tiny box for them, typically, if something is being shared, right? Yeah. And and as as Andy can better attest to, you you can too from the thing, it's kind of me, but it's not me. Oh, it's not you. Right. <laughs> As the you said, your dad one, didn't recognize. Well, he recognized yeah, you, well, but he didn't think it was you. The interesting thing is, release one one came out on Tuesday. Yeah, uh, it, for the developer beta, and the persona is better. Saturday's was really bad. <laughs> if you think this one was kind of weird, the other one was worse. <laughs> Did you get a picture of that? Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> That's the one that I put in the show notes. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Yes, yes, yes. 
So in case you're missing it, that's where you go to look for it. That's right. At games at work. Dot biz. biz. All right. So, so let's have talk, talk about other things. Yeah. I, we'll, what, we'll have more over. Time, oh, I'm, sure. the, I'm <laughs> try to well, avoid you know, there it. There is the Apple vision show now a podcast. Oh, of course. There it's is. not the vision pro show. Could, no Apple vision show. Hmm. <laughs> by some of the people over the daily tech news show. And, and it's actually just an Apple fan show, but their first episode was their experience with the program. Well, we know nothing about Apple, you know, fanboy kind of things. And yeah. it's absolutely Fans. nothing about that sort of thing. That, that, that yeah. crappy company. So, so, that crappy so as a great example of, of that, you know, <laughs> luckily you have edit rights there and you can handle that. Um, <laughs> we had a little video about the, the brilliant labs frame which was just a short video um, mm-hmm. and to me highlighted a number of the uh, use cases for augmented reality that we've talked about once or twice on the show. Um, well, it's, you guys remember the monocle, right? This is the yes. same people. This is a vision version. Yeah, this is the yeah. same people, right? So I've, I've got the monocle. I don't use it very much. It's a fun toy. Um, I like that I can program it in MicroPython. Um, and use it with my regular glasses, although it, you know, obviously is a bit strange. This is that same technology built into a frames format. Um, they are working with a prescription lens provider, although similar to the Vision Pro, it won't work with astigmatism and other and uh, mm. variable mm-hmm. uh, variable lenses and other sort of <laughs> things that the 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 that I need. Unfortunately, um, I, I have astigmatism, and the Vision Pro worked fine with it. With the inset lenses. Okay. Well, that's good to know. I've got, have you got progressive lenses regular, uh, you know, when you, when yes, as well? But you, and they, I normally have progressive lenses with astigmatism, mm. and I had those set to the, the, the lenses the, that go in there. Power of Zeiss there so the, for you. Wait, wait, so hold on. I'm trying to understand. So you've got, you've got progressive lenses, lenses inside of your, Vision Pro. No, I don't need the progressive part in because you're in only the, using the front. You're using, only using your close vision, right? So you don't need to use far vision. It's about one to one point three meters distance. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, so yeah. So you basically you don't get the long vision piece of it, uh, which is the thing. But you that, don't need that because you're not driving your Tesla down the road wearing it. Uh, arguably, I mean, it depends. In my case, if I look up across the room, <laughs> then I might still need it. So um, anyway. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm not going to get these uh, right now. I don't think uh, because because of prescription issue. I think, but I had a good experience playing with these, talking with this the, these guys. It's open source. Um, the design and everything is uh, uh, on GitHub, uh, as they it was with the uh, with the monocle, and uh, I think it's pretty cool. You know, the one extra yeah. cool thing that I started making a connection here, and it's not in this video. But watching the ads for the Android experience from Google, they've introduced a, a new gesture to do a web search, which is you circle something in the environment. And so oh, part of part of what that this so irritating. There's an you ad think it's talk. irritating? There's an ad on the on the London tube right now, which is based yeah. on the Samsung circle so yeah. circle to search thing. And they've mm-hmm. taken the tube map and they've made it circular, which is not helpful. Uh, no, no, no. That's kind of annoying, so, isn't it? Uh, and they've also, they evidently are now doing. They're enabling London Underground uh, essentially let you rebrand a tube line for your, uh, for your advertising campaign. So when, for example, they they did uh, uh, for the Star Trek Picard show, they they rebranded Piccadilly Circus to 
uh, to Picard. Uh, oh, Picardoi, I think if I remember rightly. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, it's not the circle line; it's the circle to search line at the moment, which is just annoying. Annoying. Yeah. <laughs> That's that that is so fun because you can monetize it for a small it. amount of time. Oh, it's but, so annoying. Fun is so, not the term I was thinking. You're, of. you're running a transport system which it cover carries a lot of tourists, and you need to be able to give them clear directions. That's the brilliance of the original tube map design. Yes. Um, and uh, and the simplicity of it, although it's become much more complicated over time. And then you go ahead and change the name of one of the lines, even if slightly, so that it no longer matches any of the directions from any paper or other map that you're given or looking at. It's oh, so, so you can't find annoying. anything else. It, it is right? now and, the and, Picard and, circle. Right, no, no, no. The Picard circle. one is now. It was. It was a temporary thing, right? So it's. They yeah, obviously yeah. do it for the duration of this campaign. I, uh, yes, it's understand. Really annoying and stupid, in my. But opinion. why do you need naming rights on top of it for public stuff like that? I, that? It's so many annoying levels. But your point, Andy, is spot on. You're just confusing people who aren't locals. Yeah, and I and I wouldn't want to confuse people that way either. I mean, it's to me, it's it's an intriguing advertising campaign that there are naming rights that are temporary, that are kind of a filter that you could apply if if there was if there was a way to say no, 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 show me the real stuff so that I can wayfind where I'm supposed to go. That I would be, I think, okay well, so with you, this. So you need AR glasses that do that for you. Uh, yeah, or you know, something that translates it from Klingon into English, right, or vice versa, depending right. on what I'm speaking today. I will also just since we're on search now. I will also say um, these are not things that we had planned to talk about. Um, <laughs> but uh, we've made it through two. Something, something's <laughs> quite interesting that, that's come up come out this week. I think it was in uh, maybe being in the Verge or another one um, sites uh, was talking about. Yeah, so this new web search engine called Stract, which is an independent open and on GitHub uh, web search engine, um, super simple, super clean. Um, he has a plan for how he's going to implement advertising in the future, but at the moment it's nice and clean. Um, playing, playing around with that as well as using Lycos, which I switched to a while ago um, as my default one. Anyway, I'll stop talking about search engines and annoyances and new things and go back on track with the show notes because we've only got 10 minutes to get through a lot of stuff. Yeah, I know. And you, I you actually... Lycos was still yeah. around. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Alta Vista, yeah, baby. Sorry. Come on. Uh, so, Andy, uh, you you dropped us a line this week about an investment that the mouse is making in a North Carolina company. So, tell us all about that. This is probably one of the biggest news stories I think around metaverse that we've had. So, Disney's made a, n a number of efforts uh, to uh, get into the metaverse uh, itself over time, and as we know, um, in the last couple of months they released lego fortnite with uh, epic and this is a story on the verge about how there's this is broadened into a deeper partnership um in fact uh this week they invested 1.5 billion dollars into epic uh to build a, a new entertainment universe and the story also talks about the restructuring uh, of fortnite and epic uh and uh, yeah, I think this is this is huge. I mean, we know that Disney doesn't generally mess around when it comes to investments, and uh, have been, as we also know, highly highly acquisitive over uh, the course probably of the last decade or so. I would say, and 
I think this could be uh, a really interesting situation between this, them, uh, with them and Epic uh, partnering up to see uh, what happens next. As we know, Fortnite itself has been increasingly broadening out, adding you know, music performances, uh, art galleries, esports, things like that inside of Fortnite. So it's much more than just a, you know, a, a massively multiplayer uh, hunt down uh, the last man standing game to the point that uh, it's um, this set of experiences now. Um, I, I think what's really interesting here is not, not only this article, uh, but the, the other thing that Disney announced this week, right? They're, they're in a big spend a lot of money to get entertainment going. Uh, they announced a partnership with ESPN, Fox, Warner Brothers to come together to a single New sports, US network. sports streaming network. Mm-hmm. So, so we've got them doing that aspect for entertaining. They got the gaming metaverse aspect with, with Epic in entertainment. Uh, you, you can see them kind of putting larger pieces on the table for changing the media landscape overall, right? Whether it's games or sports or movies. So it's not just that. So there's actually another big North, wait, Carol- North Carolina connection there too. And one of the things that Disney has also started investing in is their concept called story living. So right here in North Carolina and Pittsburgh, actually just down the road from Chapel Hill, they are involved in the formation of a community there they're calling Asteria, hmm. which is going to have Disney-related, not not so much themed, so it's not going to be like, here's Disney characters, like from The Little Mermaid or what have you, but it is the storytelling um, and place-creating specialties that you see from the Disney properties um, that's going to be rendered into a community where people will live and work and play. So I'm seeing some really intriguing convergence about what Disney is looking to do in the entertainment space, what they're looking to do, certainly with the acquisitions of the various um, storytelling and movie properties that we've seen uh, to with Star Wars and a whole lot more and this. And, and Yeah, didn't they announce a big thing in Florida again also kind of reestablishing the vision that Walt Disney did with Epcot, which was originally a planned community? Well, they did that years and years ago, and that was no, no, that was Epcot. But I'm no, no, no. Recently, Celebration was the name of the community that they had created in in Florida. I don't know if there was something else beyond that since then, but Celebration was their first example of a planned community. And Southern Village in Chapel Hill had a lot of roots into the way Celebration was set so, up. So actually, so if you go back to the history of Disney, because I I saw this on a a documentary about Disney. Epcot was a planned community before it became a park. Yeah. It was going to be the vision of what a community could look like and then they turned it to a park. Right. So Right. One last thing that I wanted to to bring in from this particular article about Epic with the groups um developers and such from Rock Band also being part of the Epic environment. Um I, I know from firsthand discussions that there are going to be some very intriguing elements of the rock band functionality, including the instruments and the like, being reintroduced. 
uh, or folks that have kept them, you know, that drum set you have in the attic somewhere, um, are going to be available to then play along with the music. And this to me is like a really intriguing way of you're not, you're not playing a real guitar or a real saxophone or a real drum kit, but the ability to participate in these musical experiences by participating and not just being a fan and watching is yet another sticky, sticky way of engagement. So, so much interesting going to happen in this space. Yeah. Um, we, we are going to super run out of time here with just a few moments to go. But um, next up in our hit parade was an article by the uh, Atlantic. And there's been some really, really intriguing writing in the Atlantic here um, as of late that we've all been paying attention to. And this particular one is discoveries on the deep YouTube. And the the notion here, and we could get really deep on this too, of differentiating between platforms and infrastructure is uh, what this is, is calling out. And the amount of data that YouTube actually has and has accumulated is fantastically enormous. Um, I don't remember which one of you had pulled this article up first, but um, I'm eager to hear your thoughts on it. I think we kind of all hit it this week because it. I remember seeing it in multiple places. I don't remember if I dropped it in the show notes or if you did, Andy, but I do remember reading this one. Um, and it it really shows, as you say, Michael, infrastructure, right? YouTube has become the infrastructure for, for churches, for small personal things where people are just dumping so much of the video there with no viewers or you know 10 viewers or less 12 viewers uh, per stream uh, and as you say the amount of data and insight that can be gleaned from this is just insane I've been I've been rereading a, a a book from 2011 that I read uh, that uh, for Christmas I got a couple more parts of the series from William Hurtling on Avogadro Corp, which is about uh, a Google-esque company and then runaway AI and you know the data that you can glean that changes things for AI in this space is pretty interesting. So interesting article. Andy, from your perspective? Yeah, I, I definitely, uh, uh, I, I thought it was me that, that had shared it, but I think this uh, whole notion, um, just the depth of, you know, the, the scale of things and the, of the point at which things tip over into being infrastructure is, is really interesting. So, so, um, so I think round out the show, Andy, why don't we leap to poem one? Um, this was a Kickstarter that you found, and um, I looked at it too. It's pretty intriguing. It's not yet fully funded. Nineteen days to go as of recording time. Do you? And you, you are do a backer, you both right? Remember Little Printer? So yes, yes. Matt yes, Webb is yes, the yes. same person that invented Little Printer huh. and had a company called Berg uh, in London, which used to do things like Little Printer and other other related kind of delightful connected devices. Um, and this is an, a new thing that he's doing. Um, so it's an e-paper, this sits on a shelf and uses AI to uh, generate a poem for every minute. Uh, just a little ditty that will sit there. The most recent update actually, uh, 
to the campaign is in fact if you open I, I think it's uh it's poem dot oh gosh poem dot town is the website and you can go to poem dot town right now mm. and you can see a virtual poem one uh a clock with the time uh showing uh which i'm assuming should be showing you the time where you are um i don't know if it only shows the time where it's based that particular clock so i'm seeing it showing 758 as we record this um i don't know if you both see anything different um but the image itself updates uh live every uh, minute so you get a sense of what this thing's going to be like when i posted about it i had cool. some people back about its use of AI and its use of LLMs to uh, perhaps plunder uh, the creativity of others, um, which, in fact, I talked to the person that had posted about that to me at the weekend when I met them at Falstam and also chatted a little bit about it. I get that it may not be for everybody. Um, it's a bit of fun. Um, Matt is somebody I, I know and admire, which is why I wanted to, to back it. But, yeah, it's a fun thing. Very, very cute. cool. Love it. Well, you can find out about all these things and even more. And if, more. If you point to your browser to games at work.biz. And that's also how you can get in touch with your co-hosts here and share with us some of the things you're seeing, um, whether they might be Vision Pro or not. And we will be delighted to incorporate them in our future. Send episodes. us more things that are not Vision so, Pro thank- so we don't have to talk about it. Yeah, that will be good. <laughs> that way you don't have to listen to me as much. <laughs> oh, it just updated. We should update every minute. It just updated for me. Is it me. giving you your yeah. local time or is it giving you, you, you the UK time? Uh, buh, buh, buh. Yeah, your three local o'clock time. chimes. So yeah, it's three yeah. o'clock it's local time. So it's working, working on cool. localized time. Super smart. Cool. I love that. All right. Well, gents, we'll see you again soon. And listeners, you know where to find us. Tell your friends. Yeah been listening to gamesatwork.biz the podcast about gaming technology and play we are part of the blueberry podcasting network and would like to thank the band random encounters for their song big blue you can follow us on twitter at gamesatwork underscore biz or at our website at gamesatwork.biz at